School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hooty. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, we go mace, there go your cutie. I just want you to know, I just hit record. This is bad. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, perfect. Because all I'm saying is my goal is for this episode to be called Veneers and PJs. PJs and Veneers? PJs and Veneers. I don't know. It could be, we should probably spend a lot of time discussing which word goes first. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm just more trying to think which one has a better ring. I feel like PJs and Veneers. I think so, too. And I want our listeners to know, I mean, if you've been listening diligently, you know that we don't mean pajamas. We mean private jets. Yeah, but... see, my hope is that someone goes, pajamas? What are they talking about pajamas, pajamas for? Pajamas and veneers. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Or pajamas and what do they call them? Ah, it's not veneers. You get your fake teeth in. Isn't it just veneers? I always thought it was veneers. It could be. Implants. What's the hip term? Oh, implants. Yeah, implants is a pretty risky term to use. It can That's mean a true. lot of things, you know? That's true. That is. Maybe that ambiguity is a good place for us to live. Mm, especially with PJs. <laughs> I mean, we're already kind of intriguing our listeners, you know? <laughs> Got to keep it ambiguous. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> my man. Absolutely. Yeah. Why not, eh? Oh, yeah. So, what's happening, bruh? How's, how's your week? Oh, man, it's a good week. It finally got warm. It's not so cold. Mm-hmm. Made sure I uh, took a lot of screenshots of my weather app so that I could send you the pictures just to keep you up to date as to the weather in my particular area. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Display. That's a, a Matt pet peeve. Oh, man. <laughs> Nothing annoys me more, guys. It's like every we all get it. It's cold, okay? Yeah. Oh. So... No, no, it was good. Um, yeah, not not much went on this week, man. Quiet week for me. Busy, not busy at work, man. I got to be honest with you. Tell me, you're an accountant. You mm-hmm. deal with a lot of clients. Are things just slow? Like, Excuse me. Like, this it's just stuff like slow super slow and drunk. Like for businesses. No, sir. It is busy around here. Busy season. I know it's the busy season, but like, are the businesses doing well? You know what, Derek? I don't know well enough. Uh, if you're asking me about the clientele that I work with, obviously I can't tell you that because that's confidential information. Um, but can't, overall, is can't it down? tell me generally how the businesses are doing. No, can't be telling you how yes, businesses you can. are doing. No, I cannot tell yes, you how businesses you can. are doing. That of course, is you a can. Damn lie. That is exactly what I talk to all accountants about. Yo, well, stuff's slower, stuff's busy. And they're like, yeah, I saw this. Or I didn't see this. Nope. I don't know that I have the authority to speak like that. I would okay. not want to upset my employers uh, or anything like that. I'm sorry, my man. Fair enough. I know. Sorry to be a buzzkill, TT. Obviously, I'm not so, giving you the info that you're looking for, but... Well, all I'm saying I just don't is, know that that's uh, that's are, my place to say. Anything I'm in like Southern that. Alberta, and things are, are, you know, people are having a hard time. It's, well, you know, the, the economy is a little quiety. You know. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things, though. I I don't know. It's it's an interesting disconnect, right? Like you see the headline numbers, like GDP is doing this, interest rates are doing that, blah 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 blah, and it's interesting, but it's like, yo, those numbers don't mean anything to the local operator. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, And so it's really hard to get a pulse for what's going down on the ground because statistics at the municipal level really aren't the same. You know, that's one thing I've always noticed, especially with a big country like Canada or a lot of countries, um, is, you know, we've got policy coming out of Ottawa that's trying to be based on this this huge country. And it's like something that's happening in Quebec or Newfoundland is not going to be the same situation as, as BC. And they're building countrywide policy to somehow manage that discrepancy you know and so that's why it's it's always tough to drill down and see what what's actually on the ground in a particular place you know well you know and not to sound too much like a conservative um but i would also say like you know i think i think canada does need to take some obviously we're gonna gain some some love from alberta people but um I think that Canada, like the federal government, does need to pay attention to what's going in, going on in Alberta 
more closely than most other provinces simply mm-hmm. because Alberta and BC are really the lifeblood of um, like our resource economy. Yeah. You know, these are the two provinces that provide the most for exported resources. Um, and if those are hurt, guess what? It doesn't just hurt these provinces, but a number of workers that uh, that are in this in these provinces are from other provinces, from Quebec, from Ontario, from Newfoundland, obviously, and, you know, other parts of the country. So when Alberta and BC suffer due to legislation, uh, whether it be pipelines or um, just the overall oil and gas market or timber sales, um, it, it affects more than just the residents of those two, two areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is significant because you're right, the interior of BC in particular with some of the struggles they're having with forestry um, and getting some of their natural gas to market, even with the, the NDP government they have out there. It's, uh, I don't know, you know, it's something that's really challenging. And I think that's a good example because, you know, you and I know that things are, well, I guess I know that things are <laughs> a little bit tough out here. Um, but I think if you looked at Canada's, you know, metrics as an outsider, he's like, well, how's Canada doing? Well, the GDP's doing this, their interest rates are doing this, and blah 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 blah, and they have to stop this. And it's like, you know, that doesn't speak to the situation in Alberta. You know, I don't think, like, honestly, for all the pain we're feeling, I think Canada as a whole is humming right along, which you is know, which is challenging. That's that's a really good point, and a, a huge part too that people do always have to remember is like. We can't always like Canada is not a a country that dictates kind of in a sense how the world runs in a sense like uh, Canada is a supplier they are not the ones who are in demand right um, and so in a sense it's like if there's no demand then there's no point in building up a supply mm-hmm. so for instance the United States and China two very much higher populated countries, um, they are kind of the demanders. So they, in a sense, set the they set the standard. Unfortunately for Canadians, uh, they do. We we rely on them to want our products because if they don't want them, guess what? There's only so much we can do with 30 million people. Yeah, absolutely. If, if we had 300 million people, then we probably wouldn't rely on them nearly as much, and we we'd be. I would argue we'd probably be one of the better countries, like better off economically countries in the world i agree with that if, if we had 10 times the population just because but that's the we're United already States. resource rich <laughs> yeah, yeah that's exactly it the problem is is that unfortunately for most you y'all don't want to live in the northwest territories which is probably the the biggest area where we could actually stuff a lot of population but yeah. there ain't there ain't much happening up there so unless we move like toronto and vancouver's populations up north uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, I think you know? they say 90% of Can- the Canadian population lives within 100 miles of the U.S. border or something like that. We're all in the southern part of the country for oh, darn right. important reasons. And so, well, for trade, yeah. for access to oceans, and because it gets colder and warmer, up there. man. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly it. So. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like. One one real example we always talk or lately we seem to be talking about mortgages and stuff is uh, you know in the last couple of years here in Canada the the current government changed the mortgage rules made it a little bit tougher to get a mortgage because they were really concerned about Canadians over over leveraging themselves over borrowing and the market being too hot now that is not the Alberta housing market even a little bit in fact that's not most of the country that is specifically Vancouver and Toronto. Right. And so those are probably, well, Toronto is our biggest city. Vancouver's got to be up there between them, Montreal or something like that. Right. So they might be the second biggest city if you count the lower mainland or sort of the greater Vancouver area, especially. Um, so in some ways it makes sense. But it's like, you know, it, for the rest of the country, this sort of, you know, we didn't have these overinflated prices that were just going up unreasonably every year. It was just proper real estate. And so they've made these. These laws that affect the entire country based on these two regional, very small regional markets, right? At least yep. geographically small. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Ugh. One of those things. One Life of those in things. Canada, you know, folks? 
Yeah. yeah, I imagine the United States is probably similar. Big country, lots of different regional differences spread out. Um, the European Union probably has the same issues with now that they're trying to sort of govern everybody together. But yeah, one of those things is just the way it goes. Word, word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was your week? That's that's <laughs> oh. how we got to my week. My man, my week was good. It was just, it was busy at work, which I love. I love just the busyness of this time of year. Uh, so we're just buzzing along with, with corporate taxes and personal taxes and everything else. It's, it's really nice. Um, and yeah, it was, it was nice and chill. And this weekend I did a whole lot of freaking nothing and just, lounged man it's nice it's so nice to just like do nothing you know like i don't do it often where i literally saturday i woke up i moved from my bed to the couch back from my couch to my bed and that was it (laughs) i did not i did not do much at all that saturday it was such a lazy day but it was so good Oh. When you're busy, it's so nice. I got to be honest, though. I haven't been busy enough to feel like I'd reserve a... Uh... Oh, that's <laughs> that's not true, but it's like there's always... I don't know. You know, you, It's like, yeah, it's nice to take that break when you've earned it. Well, you know what? <laughs> the other part of it, too, is like that's not a common yes. weekend for me either. That was very much a one-off. Yes. I will not be spending this Saturday like that or you know, following Saturdays or anything like that in, in quite that state. But it was just so nice to literally do nothing, man. It was it was great. It was so peaceful. Watched watch some TV. Watched watch some movies. You know, just relaxed. Just relaxed. Watched yeah. watched the latest Spider Man movie. Hadn't seen it yet. Far from home. Yep. Oh yeah, I didn't think you liked Spider Man. You know what? I do enjoy a good Marvel movie. I didn't know that. I'm kind of a closet Marvel fan because you are a closet Marvel. You know fan. what? Here's the thing. I don't. I always feel like not just is it a nerdy thing, but I feel like it's a childish thing almost. It's <laughs> like I'm a grown man. Should I be into comic book movies? Maybe I should be. Maybe I should. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I grew up with them. That's the yeah. Thing. No, I'm with you. I don't think it's that way at all. I mean, when you look at the size of these movies. It's like definitely not a niche thing. You know what I mean? Like it's like everybody's going to see them. Oh, man, that's the thing. Is it just, I don't know. I had a really good time watching it. It was a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, folks, go check it out. It's like six months old. Uh, you know, At least. Dude, it was it was great. It it definitely, I won't, won't lie, the plot twist within it definitely caught me off guard. Yeah. Uh, have, I, you, yeah. have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I, didn't, I watched it maybe a few months ago, not I, not when it was in theaters or anything. I don't feel bad about you know spoiling it then. But, oh no, it's way too late for that. Yeah. Uh, when he did the whole thing where he puts him in like his whole little fake reality thing, he's got him all screwed up. Oh yeah, dude, you like that, that messed with me so hard. I was like, what am I watching right now? Like it was just it's all like over the place, and I was like, Spider-Man Inception, right? Yeah. Oh, and probably. The part where I know it's obviously not Jake Gyllenhaal who writes it or anything like that, but it's like, even as a villain, you went too far when you did this, like, illusionary Iron Man dead coming out of the grave. You went too far. And I was like, bro, that's that's crossing a boundary, man. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the bad guy, so he did bad guy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, great, great flick, though. Great flick. Yeah, there you go. Oh, sorry. Anyways, I don't know. This is now just dead space, but I do want to talk about some things, T. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Dude, can we get into our big topic for the day? Let's do it. I don't know. Is it well-researched enough? That's what I'm asking myself. Oh, I'm sure it is. Because what I'd really like to talk about is our discussion on vehicles. Oh. Which discussion on vehicles? Buying a car? Yeah. Or just vehicles in general? Uh, I got one sec. The one that I wrote notes on. Sorry, folks. I know you're not paying attention. I guess it's more just like, you know, for those that are wondering, you know, I'm oh. sure I'm sure everyone has a vehicle. Oh, did you see all my awesome notes? Yeah, I had to scroll to the second page. Dude, <laughs> what can I say? Holy smokes. I'm a good note taker, all right? 
Yeah, you are. Holy smokes. So really, what it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you all own a vehicle that are listening to this. And if you don't... For the most part. You know, I I guess what we wanted to talk about is with with buying a car, is it worth buying brand new? That was a really big thing that Tarek and I have discussed a little bit. Obviously, you know, T, have you ever owned like a straight up brand new car off the lot? Never. Never. I don't know if it's something I will do. Okay. Whereas I drive a car that came right off the lot, 52 kilometers on it when I bought it. Uh, I See, and here's the thing. I don't know if I'll ever do it ever again. No? Not because it's been a bad experience. My car has been an absolute gem, ladies and gentlemen. That's true. Just regular maintenance, eh? I've had one major fix, and it was my transmission. or my Not my transmission, my turbo. Turbo in my car went... And it's obviously like a little factory turbo. It's not something I went and added into my car or anything like that. Uh, but it, it lasted seven years before it had any major repair. And so I get this one repair and it's good as good as new again. So just regular maintenance, that sort of thing. I also don't drive that much though. So in yeah. all fairness, I've got like 88,000 kilometers on my car. Oh, wow. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. in almost eight years. So That's I wild not, though. I do not drive that much, so no, I'm, you don't. I'm probably the. Was the turbo covered under warranty? Uh, it was. Was it? No, it was not. I it was over it. the five years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so it was seventeen hundred bucks. It sucked, but uh, you know, it's it's a lot better than what some people pay for transmissions or straight up the engine block or whatever it might be. Um. So, anyways. You know, for those that don't know, when you buy a brand new car, the typical saying is always that, you know, that vehicle loses 50% of its value once you drive it off the lot. Right. You know, and, and I guess... And that's true. It's not wrong. It It's not. Maybe you not are 50. Right. Yeah, 50 is a little 50, extreme. You lose a lot. Yes, definitely. And a lot of the time, I would actually argue that you get what you pay for. If you buy a nicer vehicle from a reputable brand... It'll most likely last a lot longer, but it also comes with a bigger price tag. People need to understand that. And you have to do the maintenance at their schedule. And oftentimes that can be, you know, if you're buying a a higher-end vehicle, the maintenance schedule is more expensive as well. So you're buying up to a higher maintenance cost in addition to the initial cost. 100%. I remember uh, knowing a guy whose dad had a Mercedes-Benz. Yep. And I was like, dude, your dad has a Benz? Like, that's so awesome. And I remember checking it out for the first time. And his dad says to me, he goes, yeah, it's pretty cool, hey? And I was like, yeah, this is a sweet car. And he goes, how much do you think an oil change costs? And I was like, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks like everyone else? And he's like, nope, 150 to 200 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, and he has to go to a Mercedes dealership. It's part of the warranty rules and everything like that, right? Yep. And I, my jaw just kind of dropped. I'm thinking, who the heck is paying 200 bucks for an oil change? But it's part of what you have to do. So you buy luxury vehicles. Now, obviously, that's a bit of an extreme case because buying a luxury vehicle like a Mercedes, you most likely have the money to pay for the $200 oil change if required. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You better or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's something I also want that's to talk about. That's maybe something that you have to think about. Maybe that's something we should make sure our listeners understand. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't get that. I know, um, you know, it's funny. I had a buddy. He worked for Volkswagen. Um, now, Volkswagen, maybe not a luxury brand, but definitely a nicer brand. Like, yep. not the not the cheapest car, German manufactured. It is like and, a premium commoner car. Sure, exactly. Let's go with that. Um, and one of his big frustrations was... So Volkswagen makes this uh, large SUV called the Touareg. And this is honestly brand new, close to an $80,000 vehicle. But it's still a Volkswagen, right? And he's like, nothing was worse than having these Volkswagen owners come in and just be absolutely livid at the cost it would take to, to do whatever they need to get done. Like an oil change for 200 bucks of this for, what do you guys are crazy? And he's like, oh, you bought an $80,000 car. Yeah. What do you expect? You know what I mean? That was his frustration. <laughs> It was just like that people didn't understand that. And I mean, it's German too. And so, yeah, it was a, a disconnect for sure. Oh, absolutely. And and that's the thing sometimes you have to remember is when you buy a new car, it's all the little things that come with it, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to want to ask you if you want what's called diamond coating on your paint. 
so that basically diamond coating keeps it so your paint doesn't fade because right. the sun obviously hits the top of your car more than the sides. And so they'll diamond coat it, which is just a protective layer for your paint. Um, or obviously all the extended warranties that they might offer um, with you know the fear that something might break uh, or that there might be something faulty within the, the manufacturing process or whatever it might be. Um, and then... You know, there's just little add-ons and and all the bells and whistles. You know, I got a few written down here. Um, you know, what are some of the necessary items needed in a car? T, tell me. Do for personal preference, do you feel like you need a GPS system? Absolutely not. Okay. I have a phone. Right. Uh, do you feel like a backup cam is necessary? That's nice. We have one in Brittany's car, and I think we use it sometimes. Okay, Mid- now, no longer called a sunroof, I find. They're now called moonroofs. Well, I think a moonroof is, is the big, like most of the roof is, is um, see-through as opposed to a sunroof being, you know, the cutout. Right. Yeah. Are you a fan of, do you feel Love like it, a moonroof slash sunroof is... Gotta have it. Gotta have it, okay. Gotta have it. Good to know, good to know, okay. Now, here's the real kicker. Because we just went through this lovely cold snap. Heated, Heated seats. Heated seats for remote start. Exactly. Woo! You know, that's a Canadian must-have, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. I, you know, both our cars have heated seats. Only mine has remote start. And it's actually been a bit of a pain in <laughs> in, uh, in that regard. Um, but yeah, it's remote start's a game-changer for those minus 20, minus 25 days. Um for sure. So I, I think it's something that most Canadian vehicles should have, if not all of them. Um, you know, one thing that's frustrating is Brittany drives an Audi, and it is outrageously. Here's here's an example of maybe someone, Tarek and Brittany, who didn't do their homework in terms of buying a luxury brand. It is, I want to say, seven hundred and fifty dollars to look at the cheapest remote start option for that car. Wow. And Audi doesn't want you to do it. They won't do it. And it's like, well, can you guys just stop being difficult? This is Canada. <laughs> this is just how we live. You know what I mean? Doesn't it get cold in Germany? Why are you guys being weird? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, can, um, I, can I ask you a personal question about your vehicle? Sure. I mean, you can always cut this out or whatever if you are uncomfortable discussing it. But how old is that vehicle? Uh, five years. I think it's 2015. Okay. So is it still under warranty? Yeah. Oh, I don't know how they bought an extended warranty. We haven't had to even pay for an oil change or maintenance. They just do it. Because I'm, I'm more just wondering: is there some way that you can put in an aftermarket uh, remote start without like voiding warranty well, no, we and can. all that sort of stuff? I don't think it. I don't know if it voids the warranty. I didn't look that close. I just know Audi won't do it. Like if you can't even, at least from what I've, you know, read online in the forums and stuff, is like, no, we don't recommend it, and we won't do it. But because it's one of those things where, you know, you'll see, like, this this one had the extended warranty package. Like like I said, you know, it's still got free oil changes for some reason. But they did not get a remote start. Despite right. that, they didn't get, it doesn't even come with a block heater, you know, what? which is just, yeah. What? Which is not Canadian. Yeah, there's no block heater. Ah. It's an aftermarket add-on, which most cars it is, but every car in Canada pretty much comes with it because it's like, obviously, you have to have a block heater on your yeah. car. This is Canada. That's exactly it. Now, it's not been an issue. The car starts no problem. It keeps It's in the garage most of the time. It's just when right. Brittany's at the hospital and she leaves. But, yeah, all I'm saying is, you know, Germans sometimes do weird stuff. Word. And Word. Yeah. Heated seats are most parts real important, but I don't know if it's $750 important. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, man. You know what's funny? With my car, so I don't have heated seats, no heated steering wheel, no remote start. None of that. I'm running the basic peasant. Heck, to run my phone slash like music in my car, I have to plug it into a. Oh wow! A, like, you don't have an board. aux. Well, I do have an aux, but it's more just yeah. the fact that like I don't yeah, have Bluetooth connected yeah. for my music. I have it for my phone, but not for music. Which it really doesn't bother me all that much because I have enough of these little Apple cords that I just leave one in my car at all times. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know it's. It's definitely an inconvenience, but I do remember going to uh, my local Chevrolet and GM dealer, 
and saying to them, hey, what would it cost to get like uh, a remote start put in? Yeah. So I look up my car, 2012 Chevy Cruze. There is no remote start for it. Yeah. See, I hate that. I mean, you could get an Dude, aftermarket solution, but... 2011's got one. 2013's got one. 2012, <laughs> nothing. And I'm no, like, you sure what the hell were you guys you? thinking? Huh? How are, are you guys, guys skipping in that area? Oh. <laughs> I said, like, I was like, is there any way? Because they were telling me how, I guess, in the 2013s, you, like, I think you have to, like, hold, you hold down, like, the lock and the unlock button together. And that starts it. And it all of a sudden, it kicks it on. And I was like, what the heck? Heck, hmm. mine doesn't even have a key for the trunk. You have to go inside for the trunk. No, I don't think to, mine does no, either. No, it doesn't have one of those either. I'm saying you have to only use fob to open the trunk. Oh. There's no button real? or lever inside the car either. Wow. And I've had many friends who are like, that's not true. And they try to find it. They look <laughs> as hard as they can to find the friggin' button to open the trunk Nothing, from inside. Hey. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Anyways. Uh, anyways, sorry. We're that's supposed that's... to answer the question. Yeah, I know, I know buying a new vehicle you know it's one of those things that's interesting i know i don't know i think some somewhat it's a personal question in that you know and how you want to manage your finances i i'm not about a one-size-fits-all solution i do think a lot of people if you've had a bad experience with an older car it kept breaking down or it left you in a rough position they get this idea in their head that they need a brand new car or something really new to, to for it to be reliable i don't necessarily think that's true but that's probably just my experience um and my big thing is i like not having uh a car payment you know what i mean oh. we're very much drive them till they stop working kind of people and so because we just don't want to have the cash out in a depreciating asset like that you know what i mean but if here's the thing you know if you're a person who you know buys a new car makes your 300 a month payment whatever it is and then you never actually get to the end of your your uh payment um like you never actually pay off the car and then you buy the next one then it's kind of like i don't know you know what i mean like if you're just making a 300 a month payment for the rest of your life anyways why don't you just you know get a new car every three years or four years right that's exactly it yeah Yep, which remind me to circle back to that. But, uh, yeah, let me tell you, car payments suck. And anyone who's listening to this who has car payments, you know that you look forward to that day when that car is no longer, uh, you you no longer owe a dollar on it. Yes. And so that's that's a really important thing to consider is it's similar in buying a house in that it is wise to have a down payment for a vehicle before going in to purchase it yeah it it's, uh, i yeah. and and the only reason i would argue that is because you have to consider interest uh within you know the the scheme of buying a vehicle is that if you go in say zero dollars up front and say it's like a a thirty thousand dollar vehicle yeah okay, you are probably going to pay four percent interest on that five percent mm-hmm. interest which, if you just multiply that straight across five percent on thirty grand, which is what fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, that's not very much. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. I don't know. I just I'm, I'm just, just trying just to out numbers. I'm trying to think of what the the present value is, and without having to reach for my financial calculator here. Yeah. One sec, like, folks. Okay. I'm gonna look it up here. Okay. So the present value is thirty grand. Say interest is whoop. That's PV. We're gonna go five percent for interest. We're gonna go Tarek, how many years do you wanna buy this car over? Uh let's do let's go longer term. Let's go seven years. People seven want the lower payment. Years, wow. How much of a payment do you think we gotta make? Um the seven years, thirty grand, I don't know, two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks? How about let's go with like three fifty? So you'd pay a mm, it says fifteen thousand dollars in interest over that time period. In interest over that time period, which oh. probably isn't un- unlikely. But my point is, guys, 
you have to consider the interest that goes with that and the time value of money. And the fact is that if you bring in even five grand with you uh, to kind of put up front, then you're only paying 25 grand over those seven years. Or you can even shrink it down to, say, five years in payments. Okay? So it's it's about kind of working it to your benefit. And for those that don't know, a new vehicle typically loses a lot of its value uh, within five right years. You, yeah. Most people want to upgrade their vehicles within five years or around the five-year mark, which means that if you yeah. set yourself up with these outrageous car payment schedules that that dealerships are now offering, which are seven, eight, eight years. Um, eight, eight is now kind of the new popular. I've seen one, eight, yeah, I've seen which eight. is gross. That's a long time to be paying off a vehicle, and trust me, it is. It's you gotta really love the vehicle itself, and you gotta hope like hell that it it holds up. Well, that's just it. If if people are, I think a lot of people who are doing that have never never make it to the end. You know, I I don't know. I just don't think they are. I'm a guy who made it to the end at seven years. Yeah, and reason being is that I don't like to drive, and I don't drive that often. But if I was putting on twenty to twenty-five thousand kilometers a year, like the average person does, yeah, you know, we're talking what? What are we at? We're almost at two hundred thousand kilometers at eight years. Yep, exactly. You know? So yeah, re- really consider all of these things within, because after those eight years, that car ain't going to be worth much. Yeah, no, that's something to be that's something to be thought of, and, and I mean, I don't know, one of those things too. If you're not putting any cash down and you're buying new, as we mentioned, you depreciate that asset right as soon as you drive it off the lot. So you're underwater. Your loan's more than the value of your asset immediately, and, right? And don't ever forget the fact that these are depreciable assets, which means they don't hold their value unless no. you're buying high-end luxury vehicles. Yeah, and, and so let's not even bring that into it because it's not even applicable. I was going to say, I it's a wish, different situation. I wish that our listeners were in that, you know, dollar bracket because then I'd ask them to finance this podcast so we could do it full time. <laughs> but the yeah. fact is, is that unless you're rocking, you know, Ferraris, Porsches, you know, McLarens, the the fact is, is that your vehicle just will not have the same value when you go to sell it. Absolutely. I mean, and that's just. I don't know. It's one of those things too where if if you really want to do the the cost comparison, you know, let's let's do the math, right? So as Maddie said, I got the loan calculator here in front of me. Four percent, thirty thousand dollars, your total interest over seven years. And four percent's a pretty good rate, is forty five hundred dollars, right? Um I was out by a so little you, bit. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. But so the uh the, what I'm trying to say is you know, you buy an older vehicle, you know, uh, and 30 grand for a new vehicle is a decent amount of money. Um, but you buy an older vehicle, maybe you have to put a little bit more in maintenance and repairs, but is it going to be 4,000 more? It could be, it could not be. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's kind of one of those things where you make sure you compare apples to oranges, though, when you're thinking about the interest costs and the fact that you spent $30,000 versus, you know, maybe 10 to 15 on something used. Right. So it's a, you know, if it's 15,000, that's a $20,000 swing right there in terms of interest and, and, um, an actual payment out. And so I don't know. I, at the same time though, I think if you can fit that car payment into your budget and your lifestyle and it's something that you value, then all the power to you, just make sure you, you do the math and you consider if, if it is something that you do want, you know what I mean? Word. Yeah. Um, would you buy another new vehicle? Because you bought a new last time. Well, when I'm flying in my PJs. Yep. And not just my pajamas and my dreams or anything like that, but my private jets. Uh, come on, T. That was a good joke. Just, <laughs> just silence. Oh, kill me when you do that. I don't know, man. That joke was a, that was an appropriate response for that joke. I feel like. Oh, jeez, <laughs> you know, you're, you're flying in your dreams in your pajamas, your PJs. Yeah, you know? I, I got it. Oh, geez. you're killing me. You're killing me. Oh, I thought it was God. a good one. My Anyways, bad. fact is, the only new car that I vow I will ever buy is when I'm filthy rich. Okay. Nice. And I'm buying Rolls Royces. Okay. Okay. And you notice how I said Rolls Royces 
Okay. Can't buy just one. No, or they have have multiple. You wait for the Black Friday sale or what? You gotta get. You gotta (laughs) hop in one to get to the private jet, and then wherever it lands, you gotta have another one picking you up. Ah, or you drive the private jet into the back of the PJ, and it just lands because you got. You gotta get the bigger PJ. I was gonna say you gotta have like the Drake, the Drake Air. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. Airbus just give him that plane or Boeing? Well, whoever it was, that that's a plane that you could probably put a car in. That's true. You have less room for your 350 friends, though. Yeah, that is that is also true. Maybe not. Maybe you can still get them in there. I don't know how big those planes are. You know what? It it looks pretty spacious. But my point <laughs> is, you know, I don't think that I'll ever buy brand new again. Uh, I don't see that. I personally don't see the value in it. Um. But I I also, I mean, when you buy used, you have to be smart. I think the best way to buy used, quite honestly, is from a dealership rather mm-hmm. than a private sale. No offense to those sure. that are selling the cars privately. Uh, I just don't know that the, you're, unless you're buying it from a mechanic or someone who truly knows cars inside and out, it's hard to trust their opinion on the state of the vehicle itself. Yep. You know. And and you don't have any as much recourse. You don't get tons of warranty with the deal with a used dealership, unless you're buying like a certified pre-owned from one of the, you know, and and that's maybe what you mean, right? And so yeah, and that's the thing. You get some some sort of recourse. You have some place you can go to where they're like, yeah, sorry, we didn't mean to sell you a lemon or whatever you want to call it, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I can see that. I mean, at the same time though, if you have the ability to look at a vehicle and have the expertise, either in a friend or yourself to to mechanically determine if a vehicle's okay, then then go for it, right? So yep. my dad's a mechanic, your dad's a mechanic. That's exactly you know, so we got lucky. Like, we got lucky in that area, we did. you know? We did. So yeah, I don't you know, we haven't made a purchase that my dad hasn't sort of checked it out, but Oh, hundred um, percent. Yeah, we are lucky that way. So I don't know. It's one of those things too, like my older brother last year. He uh, he lives outside of Calgary, but he does a lot of work in Calgary and a lot of stuff in and around Calgary. Bought a Tesla. And he had a, no, he did not. Oh, dang it. Here it was. <laughs> he, uh, he bought this old Maxima. It's like an early 2000s, right? Nice and it was up. like, he was like, well, you know, I'm driving my truck, my work truck. My wife's driving the, the car she takes the kids in. And, you know, it's not under warranty. It's, you know, we're putting so many kilometers. I just want something to bomb around. And, and it has been absolutely great. I think he spent, I definitely spent less than five grand. I want to say 2,500 bucks. So not a lot of money. And everything on it works great. And they just just get around town. They've put, I want to say 30,000, 40,000 on it in a year. Yep. Or something. And it's just been awesome. Just regular maintenance, you know, basic stuff. And, you know, maybe you just got lucky. I don't know. But, like, again, dad's a mechanic. Said, yeah, this looks good. And it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, man, that it's kind of funny you say that because my brother had a similar situation. My brother works about forty-five minutes away from his house, has to commute mm-hmm. every morning, and he drives. Well, he typically drives like a big lifted up two thousand. I want to say sixteen or seventeen, uh, like Ford F three fifty. It's got a very nice truck, but you need something more practical for getting to and from work. Costs too much on uh, diesel, you know. Yep. So my brother is a product of the Fast and the Furious franchise influence circle. My nice. brother was probably, what was he, 15, 16 years old, product of the fi- Fast and the Furious franchise. He is, you know, has always loved, like, not just cars, but, like, fixing them up to make them, you know, body kits and underglow and spoilers and, you know, tweaking everything underneath, putting in cool air intake and and exhaust systems and all that sort of stuff like he likes like cars okay Mm -hmm. as a whole he just loves cars and so he needs a commuter and he finds a i want to say it's a 2006 or 2009 mitsubishi lancer oh nice and so it is just right up his alley got it same sort of thing like just a couple grand sort of thing buys this lancer immediately puts an exhaust system in it Nice. And now, you know, that's what he rips out to work in every day. And I think it's just like his opportunity as like a mid-30s guy to still like relive a little bit of his teenage uh, dream a little bit. Good you for know? him. Good so for it's him. like I so badly wish that he would put like, I don't know, five grand into it and just turn it right into just 
looking like a street racing vehicle. Yeah. But I feel like he's a little too mature for that now. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Holding on to that midlife. A brother teenage. can dream. A brother can dream, you know? There you go. I like it. All right, man. Well, I hope we didn't, you know, poo-poo on too many people's dreams of being like, ah, I feel like a lot of people actually put that on a bit of a pedestal. Like, yeah, hey. buying, buying a car brand new. And it's like, ah, that's never been something that I've cared that much about. Listen, I wouldn't feel that. if you want to buy a brand new car, all the power to you. And if you want someone to ride shotgun and tell you how awesome it is, call I'll me up. It. I'll do it. Yeah, call one of us. Let us know. I will go road tripping to wherever you yeah. want so long as I don't have to drive. And, you know, it's as long as it's a comfy ride. It's got some good sound. I can there be you the go. DJ. And you I would always. I nap, you know? and, and I would still encourage decent down payment or not, whatever. But make actually pay it off and have a period in your life where there's no payments if you can if the car lasts that long you know what i mean because that's one thing i would recommend i would say yeah. spend the keep the car for the you know if you're buying brand new keep it for 10 years i don't know Oof. but you know that's up to you, you um know, here's a interesting sorry to interrupt maddie no, no, actually fine, i'm gonna change subjects no, no, i'm gonna no, change no. subjects so shift it okay Here's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, someone asked me the other day if I would ever buy a Tesla, and I was like, hell yeah, if I could afford one. And then one of the things that's tough with Teslas is, you know, you can get them used or whatever. They hold their value pretty good. But those lithium-ion batteries degrade in generally the seven, eight-year period. Do you know what I mean? So that used market is so limited because you've got this huge expense when you get to that period to replace the battery. What does a new battery cost? I don't know. Stand by. I think it's like $20,000. Wow. 20 Gs per Excuse new battery. Excuse the typing. Hmm. Um, I mean, and there has to be an aftermarket price for it. Oh, no. I lied. Oh. And this is probably... Buy it on eBay with an install kit. Yeah. Yeah. Anchor batteries from China. Straight from China. <laughs> So the Model 3, which is the cheap one, the cheap Tesla, I think they say the battery modules cost between five and seven grand. That's probably U.S. Mm. And so, yeah, you know. It's like I 10 grand. 10 grand yeah, tops. Installed, installed maybe a little bit more. But still, you know, that's a pretty big uh, anchor payment that you've got to make. But then your car's good for a while after that. And so I don't know if that, how does that affect, like, if you knew that, you know, Tesla's average battery life, eight, eight years, let's say. Would you buy a five-year-old used Tesla? Do you know what I mean? Or maybe the price... Definitely not. Yeah, exactly, right? So what's that going to do to the used market when we get all these EVs out there on the road? Or maybe people just have to do the math and build that into the resale value, right? So it's just like, yeah, if you're buying used, the price is that more depreciated because everybody knows you're going to have to put eight, eight, or sorry, 10 to 12 grand into it very shortly to get a new EV, to get a new battery. You know, here's the thing. I always want to be, like, economically smart. Mm-hmm. Or not economically smart. Environmentally smart. Yep. You know, I started using reusable bags when I go to the grocery store. Okay. You know, um, just little things to try and help, you know, lower waste. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but one of the things that I really think is, at least in Canada we probably need to focus more on like the hybrid market than the full blown electric market. Yeah. Just simply because of distance, obviously like, yeah, I know we always talk like, you know, that'll be the, the great thing that needs to be solved is, is, you know, the battery life and that sort of thing. Yeah. But I think even with what you just said, if you have a vehicle that runs off of both some fuel source, which if whether it's gas or diesel and electricity, so that you can charge the like, like charge the battery when necessary, uh, and then and then yeah. run off fuel, you know, at other times or whatever. Um, I I really think that honestly that might be the greatest level we'll ever get to living in kind of rural areas of Canada, even in the United States, rural areas and whatnot. Yep. Yep. O only because to be able to depend on both, but also. What you just said, man, ten grand. Could you imagine if your Tesla's the only way you get around? 
and, and you can't and that's a afford big a brand new battery for your car, like what are you gonna do? You can't yeah. sell it. No, that's just a heap of scrap metal at that point. It is. You know that is a tough thing. I mean, right now the prices actually. You know what? I think a new Model Three in Canada is sixty-five, maybe seventy thousand dollars, which is a lot, but not outrageous. Guys buy trucks yeah. way more oh, than that 100%, all the time. But there's a difference between a truck and a Tesla. Okay. What What is the difference? My point is, it'd be like saying that you're buying a Camry for sixty-five grand. The Tesla's the Camry in this? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I was the Tesla the Camry. I'm more saying that when someone's spending 60, 70 grand on a truck, it's for more than just. What are you buying for 60, 70 grand? I really don't see the difference. I mean, I'm not even being facetious. Uh, I would say that you're buying a vehicle that, I don't know, whether it's, you know, towing something or you can put stuff in the back of it to say move. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more saying yeah. there's there's more utility purpose to a truck than a car. Maybe. No, for and, sure there is. And my point is, too, it's like, I would say it's like comparing like a high-level, you know, uh, I don't know, Cadillac or, or a low-level Mercedes. But let's be real, a Tesla doesn't look like a Mercedes. A Tesla looks like a Camry. Tesla. That's my point. Oh, you like, think a Tesla looks like a Camry? I, I, so I'm more saying it, it looks like a, a very, Tesla's like, a luxury car. It's a luxury car. Ah, uh, but it's a luxury car only because of price, not because of actual vehicle. No. Yes. Absolutely not. That is crazy. That thing looks like something a grandma drives, man. No, it doesn't. Maybe the Model 3. I'll be honest. I'm not 100% which one we're looking at. And that's the one I'm talking about. But those Model S's, they're, you know, the. do you see the... The center console is just a giant, like twenty-inch screen. Um, so you know, what? you. I I'm just saying it's it's funny that you're not from Southern Alberta the way you put trucks up on this pedestal. That's such a not even Southern Alberta, Alberta. Thing. Dude, you've I never mean, been like, to Central BC. Clearly. That's true. Fair enough. You're like, you know, like think about our lives. That one time when your buddy's like, "Hey man, can you help me move my couch?" You're like, "Yeah, damn hell, good thing I bought this truck." You know, that's, you know what? The that's the thing. Uh, I think about it even with like I want. I'm so everyone knows that I'm looking for a mountain bike, mm-hmm. uh, or just a pedal bike, really. Um, but the fact is, is like I've been looking in like Calgary and stuff, and it's like I'd have to probably take the tires off, and I could probably fit it somehow into my car. Yeah, I do that all the time. But but it's also just the fact that it's like it's inconvenient, or the fact is, is that like. Currently, for our office, we've got this dope, like, kind of underdeveloped basement, and we're trying to find, like, a foosball table and possibly a pool table, those sorts of things, for the basement of our office. Right, right, but now you need a guy with but a truck like, to move it. But it's you have to have a guy with a truck. You're not you're not packing a pool table or a foosball table in the back of a car. Yeah. You know what not. I mean? Well, so it's a foosball like, table, maybe, but definitely there, not a pool there table. There is value to having a truck. It's not just, hey, can you move a couch for me? It's uh, like think you about you just described couch situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's switch it out for foosball. But also think about if like you and I mean, I guess you'd have to live closer to the mountains to understand this a bit more. But if there were like full on like mountain biking trails that you and Brittany were used to do, like would do regularly on like say a Saturday when you both have the day off. Yeah, it's like you typically have two two trucks you have one at the top that's going to take you up there and you have one at the bottom for when you get to the base yep to kind of commute back and forth right yeah we've got bike racks well yeah bike rack on the back of your the back here suv back of my car absolutely see whereas like growing up in central bc (laughs) got bike racks all i'm telling you is man everyone would just throw them in the back of the truck yeah, I, I don't know, man. Corner, I just see the scenario. use within, you know, a lot of my friends are into snowmobiling, man. Guess what? You can't Yo, pack a snowmobile sense. with your car, can you? That makes sense. All I'm saying is... How about a boat? You want to go boating? No, because you live in Alberta where there is no damn lakes around here. Can we <laughs> get a lake sure in Alberta? Has. Can we get a lake in Alberta? <laughs> oh, okay? man. All uh, I'm saying is I can't believe you call, you didn't. You don't think Tesla's a luxury vehicle. You think somehow Mercedes is a, not com- comparable. They are 100% comparable. No it is absolutely How a luxury vehicle. You? This is outrageous. I can't even believe we're having this conversation. I am furious right now. <laughs> Dude. Teslas are just an oversized RC car. It's just a okay? just a wind up car. <laughs> no, I'll give it more than that. It's a remote control car. 
Oh, okay. goodness. Drives itself. It's exactly. You know, runs on a battery. You I'm have pretty to charge sure you it. could. I'm it is an oversized sure. RC car. I can go to the mall if I had a Tesla and say, hey, car, come pick me up at the door. And it, it can do it. It's not allowed to, I don't think, but it is capable. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Congratulations. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. Either way. Either way. That is the central BC in you all the way. I mean, you're probably right. A truck would be convenient once in a while. 100%. Definitely. If you're buying an $80,000 machine for once in a while, you need to give your head a shake. But I'm speaking to so much of this province right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a Tarek tantrum, maybe. It's Here's, just like, some people are like, well, you got to have a try. I know some people who don't think, well, you know, all-wheel drive. Like, I, like they I don't think have the reality is, on other vehicles. if I'm spending <laughs> 80 grand on a vehicle, I'm not buying a Tesla for 80 grand. Because it's not as useful as a truck. I'm buying Range Rover, bruh. Gonna drive okay, a little yeah. style, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that's reasonable. But, I mean, they're both in the same category, is all I'm saying. No. <laughs> no, okay. they're not. All right, well, you're Have being you ridiculous. Have you seen that Cybertruck? You're being ridiculous. It, doesn't, yeah, that cyber it does not look luxurious idiot. at all. That is not a... Yeah, that thing is ugly as hell. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Here's what I will say. If you've seen the prototypes or even... The, the YouTube road tests of the Roadster, the Tesla Roadster. Yeah, that's a, I don't know how much, $120,000 car, $130,000 car. Dude, that is, they don't even sell them yet. Like, you can't, I mean, you can, like, never mind. I don't know. They don't have them out that. yet, but, like, it's got ludicrous mode. Yeah. You know, like, it's there's, real fast. That thing, there's one floating in space if people don't know. Yeah, he sent it to the sun. No, he Mars? sent it to Mars. He was going to have it to go to Mars, but it hit the asteroids. Ah. So it's, you know, it's floating somewhere in there. It's floating Pieces somewhere up. in there. That is yeah. cool. So, you know, <laughs> if you happen to be on, like, the International Space Station, could you imagine if you just saw, like, Elon's car floating by? <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh, man, that's funny. All I'm saying uh, is, do I consider listen. it in the luxury brands? It's only, 100% a luxury brand. Absolutely. Only because of the price point, not because of the it brand. It is comparably equipped, and it is a luxury brand. No, because the here's, here's the difference. Here's the difference, okay? No, there's no difference. If Mercedes made a vehicle that was like, they made like a $20,000 sedan, <laughs> I would say that's a luxury car at like a poor but man's it's... price. <laughs> like a three okay. series beamer yeah if toyota made a camry that was worth 85 grand i'd be like that's just a poor man's car trying to act like it's luxurious listen to me that's the leonardo dicaprio I of I titanic what you're... <laughs> in titanic of cars okay i don't even that i don't get that reference that doesn't even make any sense trying to fit in with the rich folk all right oh i you feel see. me you feel me <laughs> That is a that's I a guy who's so. trying to punch up in in terms of class. That is not a Tesla. A Tesla is a hundred percent a luxury car. Uh, it is right where it should be. It I is equipped know. as it has all the bells and whistles and no. status that comes with no, it doesn't cars have status, in that. Bro. It hundred percent does. It does not have the status. No question. Okay. No. All right, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one, listeners. I just just let Maddie have it in the comments. Just <laughs> just let him have it. Email in. He's crazy. You know <laughs> deep down that it is not a luxury. Car. I, you know deep down. I feel like you're just messing with me right now. No, I'm not even it's messing with you. I strongly goodbye. believe you have to earn the brand of luxury. It like, is a luxury hey, car. I'll give you an example of a brand I think that has fallen out of luxury. Okay, go ahead. Lincoln. Oh, really? I think the Lincoln Continental back in the day was the car. It was up there with like the Cadillac Coupe. You know, like just. Yeah. Those were the cars to own back in like the 50s and 60s. Cadillac has kept keeping up with like a luxurious type brand with the Escalade, with the the Cadillac CTS, you know, like luxurious looking cars, yeah, yeah. those sorts of things. The Lincoln has become nope, too much of like a, a it's become it's a too much of a car. common common day car. Interesting. You ever see those Lincoln commercials with Matthew McConaughey, though? He oh, makes dude, him look good. He's a stud, you know? He like, makes him look real nice. Solid, solid guy. I think, I think Hopper from Stranger Things does some, too. I don't know the actor's name. Ah, damn it. But, David Harbour. Yeah. They, have you seen his commercials? They make him look real good. 
You know what? Maybe they're struggling to get that brand back with these commercials, though. So. <laughs> you know what? It is true. It is true. But here's the thing: Lincoln, if you don't know, only makes the car, or it makes the Navigator, and it now make it only makes two models of car now. Yeah. And it's and they don't do sedans. I bet. I bet it's just SUVs. Well, they're also owned by Ford. And if people don't know, like Ford, Ford does Ford Motor Company either. doesn't make cars anymore. They, they just make SUVs well, make, and trucks. They make the the Mustangs. They have a coupe. Right. 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 That's yeah. that's the but one. no sedans. No. Yeah. No more Focus. No more Fiesta. No more none of that stuff. Yeah, just trucks. Yeah. Anyways. Maddie, I think we've uh, sufficiently riled up the base with your nonsense. Hey, here's so, all I'm saying, listeners. Tell me if you think Tesla is actually a luxury, a luxury car. Brand. I think this it's a damn turn. lie. But uh, I know. I bet you weren't expecting me to say that, were you? I I just thought it was common knowledge. And like, here's the, yeah. common. How dare you? Here's the. And thing I don't too. even mean like basic. I'm not talking like oh, I got a nice Lexus. It's like no Porsche. And like it's luxury car, dude. Who are you talking about? You are the swanky one driving an Audis. All right. I'm saying Audi doesn't. They might. They make cars in the same level as a Tesla, but certainly not the ones we drive. You know, like the S4, the Q series. No, not in the same category dude, whatsoever. You have a Q3. Yeah, so I'm saying the Q series not in the same category whatsoever. Oh, is it the S, S series, series that's the next level up? No, the S is the um, sedans. Sedans. Um, so they have you know S. And maybe, like, it's the R-Series, I think, where it's like, okay, now you're talking about cars that maybe Or the T-Series, like the Audi TT Roadster. Those totally. Kind of like those bad boys, you know? Totally. Or the R... Is it the R8? The one that looks the like R8's it's, uh, the, like the Batmobile? Like that, uh, yeah, exactly. The, um, what's his name? Tony Stark is always driving. Yeah. Or whatever. Did I tell yeah. you that... Fun fact for you. Last fall, when I was living in Kamloops, going to school, there was a student with one of those parked in the same parking lot as me. Oh wow! And I was like, "What? Like?" Well, there you go. I, I couldn't if he's believe on, it. He bought it new, or if he got it used, oh, or that's if he got one hundred percent a rich kid whose mom and dad bought that for him. All right. That's I don't like, know, Maddie. That's Maybe like he the worked kid, really hard. <laughs> that's like the kid down in Vancouver. Do you remember this? I don't know if you heard this story. He went to a car dealership to buy a Bugatti. Oh my gosh! And complained about the the price of PST, like the. Oh, uh... And it's like, excuse me? He was 19 or 20 buying a Bugatti. Millions of dollars for a car. People don't He's know not wrong, Bugattis. though. Bugattis. Bugattis should have are... bought it in Alberta. What was he thinking? You can't pay 5% extra on your million-dollar car. Let's put it this way. Most <laughs> celebrities can't afford Bugattis, all right? <laughs> Floyd Mayweather can. That guy's got a few of them. But these right? are multiple millions for one vehicle. They're a very yep. nice car. Oh, Tracy Morgan has one. Here's a crazy story. I don't know if you ever uh, saw this. Like... Uh, Tracy Morgan was in New York, and he was at a like a set of lights or whatever, and this lady mm-hmm. bumped into his Bugatti. Oh, like with like, her car? What's that? With her car? Or yeah. What do you mean she bumped in? Yeah, yeah? She, she was at fault, I guess. Hit his car and like cracked the carbon fiber... I, I want to say it was the bumper. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all I can think of is this poor woman who is driving like, you know, I wouldn't say a peasant vehicle, but definitely like non-luxury Any, brand. Even if it's luxury, you know what I mean? Like, it's probably oh. a Tesla if it's non-luxury. But no, my <laughs> point is, <laughs> my point is this poor woman's insurance premium just went through the roof. If she's got to pay for that carbon fiber oh, bumper. Oh, man. Because that thing alone so is probably tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to ship it all you... the way from Germany or France or wherever oh, they build them now. You just ruined your entire like year, full year. Yeah. From yeah, when that absolutely. happens till the next year after, your day, you're, you're ruined. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, I just looked up how much an oil change costs on a Bugatti. Oh. 21000 US. <laughs> 21000 so it's like buying a you know a reasonably buying priced compact car. every time you get the oil changed. That's why, there's, that's why there's only a few in the world, folks. They only make a limited yeah. amount. Yeah, they do. Well, how many people would buy them? So I'm betting a lot Anyways. in the Middle East. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Some guys Just who work the... for what's that company called? Uh, Bugatti. No, the big uh, oil company in in Saudi Arabia. Oh, Saudi Aramco. Aramco. 
Yeah, we never did talk. Do a follow up on that. Cause last time we talked about it, they weren't going public, and now they have. Dude, no, they went public with point zero or point five percent of their company. They were going to put public. That's it. That's public yeah, right now. That's exactly like that's all that they were going to take as like an IPO, an wow. initial public offering. For those that don't know, anyways, yeah. we'll get into that maybe next week. Maybe we'll do yes, some research on that. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think about cars, whether you own a brand new car, whether you're driving used for life. Maybe your whether, goal maybe your goal and aspiration is to one day own a brand new car off the lot. That's a respectable goal. I'm not going to hate on that. Anyways, hit us up, let us know, like us, follow us, you know the deal. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you let us know what you think about whether or not a Tesla's Tesla's a luxury brand. That's the big question. Maddie's off his rocker. Let him know. Get us up. <laughs> All right. Talk to you Talk later. To you guys later. Peace. Stay humble, stay low, blow like